to Mayo Clinic Educator Central, brought to you by the Learning Solutions Center at Mayo Clinic. I'm Stacy Kraft. Welcome to the first edition of our live series. This episode is a recording from a live workshop focusing on strategies for building community and online courses. Now, throughout the episode, there are several spots where I invite you, the listener, to engage by listening to the challenge questions and pausing the podcast and taking a moment to answer the question either in your head or you know, scribble it down on a piece of paper. It doesn't really matter. This is for you. Now, this is live, so there may be some references to activities that were omitted from the podcast and a few gaps here and there. If you enjoy this live episode, keep watching for more mixed in with our regular episodes. Enjoy. Well, welcome everybody. Thank you for uh, coming here today. I'm so glad to have everyone here who was able to make it. Um, today we're going to explore a little bit about uh, building community in online education. I wanted to take a, a brief pause before we really dive in just to do a pulse check on maybe some assumptions we may have all have about learning online learning and community so if everyone can just take a moment I have a couple questions for you so the first question i'd like everyone to look at is what impact do you think having a strong community in an online learning course could have on learners go ahead and hit pause and think about your answer you know it's interesting because research over and over again strongly supports that people really do retain more information better when they are engaged in education with a well-developed community. Uh, this includes learner satisfaction, which I see a lot of comments about, motivation, and actually actual performance in learning. So creating a relationship with the learners peers makes them more comfortable when it comes to asking questions speaking up or voicing their opinions and studies have shown that they're also just a lot more likely to be successful with the course overall and a community also increases learner satisfaction you know having a sense of community for an online course it isn't just a nice bonus feature to have in your education um, you should really try to view it as something that plays in essential role in your students learning experience and their overall success. I have one more question at the beginning here that I want to ask everybody and that is what does community and an educational course mean to you? Go ahead and hit pause and think about your answer. Community and education can be kind of difficult to define and there have been a lot of attempted definitions out there by a lot of researchers and, and I don't know if there's a lot of consensus on exact language because it is quite uh, you know, robust as we're seeing all these different pieces that people are mentioning. Researcher Osterman explored community saying, a community exists when its members experience a sense of belonging or personal relatedness. The community has a shared and emotional sense of connection. Research by researchers Solomon and Abashis demonstrated an, basically an empirical relationship between classroom community and cooperative learning. And I also want to touch on researchers Rovi and Lucking. They described classroom community as, quote, a feeling of belonging where members matter to one another in the group, where each person has duties and obligations to each other and to the course, 
and that they possess shared experiences that each member's educational needs will be met through their common commitment to the shared goals. A group of researchers in Canada named Anderson Garrison and Archer pitched a theoretical model called Community of Inquiry that touched on this question and creating collaborative constructivist education a little bit. Now, while this model, it has integrations in other areas, I really like it and I think that it can help to articulate what community means a little bit more when it comes to online learning specifically, uh, especially since uh, you know the collaborative constructive approach is really community oriented in nature. So I just wanna take a really quick brief look uh, at its pieces and how it relates to very, you know, to, to specific community on a very surface level before we dive into um, action strategies for how to actually build that community in your course. So the model that I, I want to talk about is called, it has three parts, social presence, cognitive presence, and teaching presence. And this is kind of an example of what models often represented as. Now, arguably the most applicable part is social presence. It refers to the ability of participants or learners to you know, project their individual personalities in order to identify and communicate with the community and develop interpersonal relationships with other learners. Basically, this area talks about how how can the learner be present and authentically seen as an individual by other individual authentically seen learners? And that really is the most applicable piece, I think. There's two other pieces which I also want to touch on that just in a lot of ways do support it. And that would be cognitive presence, which has a wider application and according to Anderson Archer and Garrison refers to, you know, the extent to which learners are able to construct and confirm meaning through sustained reflection and discourse. Uh, basically, the way you leverage different types of cognitive presence can have a pretty significant impact on community, which we're going to talk about a little bit later with some concrete examples. And the third area is teaching presence, which relates to course design, facilitating learning, and, and really the discourse. Um, the types of materials and strategies for facilitation in a teaching presence can also have an impact on social presence as well, but it's probably the, the lesser of the, the three as impacting social presence. Now, the reason I brought up this framework is although it goes beyond just defining community, it really reinforces the concept that leads to quality engaged educational experiences, which community is essential to. So. How does this all look in practice? You know, let's take a look at and discuss some strategies that you can implement in your educational courses to build community. Now, I know that there are a lot of different types of educational courses from, you know, higher education, traditional classroom, virtual online, to, you know, corporate education or workforce education where people tend to be a little more isolated um, taking these kinds of things. So community can be a little bit of a challenge and you have to sometimes be creative. First and foremost, when you are looking to create um, community, I think one of the most important things that we should keep in mind is making sure that you're creating a safe space. It's a space that is safe for sharing. Uh, nobody, you know, wants to participate in a community where they may be belittled or not feel like they can share their ideas. 
I'm sure we've all had experiences where it was pretty scary to share or participate. And that's kind of the opposite of conducive to building community. How can you create a safe space? Some ideas off the top of my head would be share rules at the beginning, maybe do some role modeling, and, and be ready to neutralize any arguments that may get out of hand. Does anyone have any other ideas for how they might share a safe space for learners? Go ahead and hit pause and think about your answer. So the second area that I, I want to talk about for building community is to, we'll try and meet in real time basically at some point. Uh, synchronous meetings get learners interacting at the same time and can encourage community. You know, learners can get to know each other. We, we a lot of, was mentioned earlier in the um, safety area, you know, getting to know each other. Um, it helps people connect faces and names with each other and share information. You know, if one time doesn't work, maybe you schedule a few sessions at different times so different people can connect. If you're doing a course that seems to kind of live in isolation, maybe part of the curriculum design is to add a follow-up, you know, departmental meeting, uh, a variety of ways to have some kind of synchronous event that connects to that learning so people know that they're not alone and they have a chance to talk to each other. The next one that I think is super important is to nurture that social presence that we talked about earlier. And we mentioned that with the, the community of inquiry as being the big piece. Um, this gives learners a chance to, you know, introduce themselves and meet other learners. And now make sure to design a reason for people to visit social group areas more than once um, rather than just like here's my factoid and then I'm gone <laughs> so that it won't it will just improve your chances of helping that actually facilitate your your community you can ask learners to you know film a short introductory video introduce themselves on the discussion board maybe go to a social media group like yammer and 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 talk a little bit or contribute to some kind of group slide deck or project you know there are some models out there that really dig into what I mean and and what it means to have fully realized social presence and it's pretty in-depth so I'm not going to go into it here but if you are interested in learning more I really recommend this article written by Amy Garrett Dickers, Amy Whiteside and Somer Lewis called Get Present, Build Community and Connect as it's online to see a little bit more about all of the very specific elements if you're interested in uh, that fully realized social presence in your course. But with that said, I, I wanted to take another pause here and ask everybody because social presence is huge and there's so many different ways to facilitate that, right? Um, does anyone have any other ideas or on how we could give the learner a chance to establish a social presence? Go ahead and hit pause and think about your answer. The next piece that I want to talk about is just you want to try to help learners share information and create opportunities for them to do it. So community driven content can, you know, draw people in as they can help contribute and kind of see what others have added. So, you know, if you can, you might consider creating a place for learners to add materials like a wiki, a site, a forum, or even just a, a general open community space for learners around a topic that makes sense. You know, it could be a Yammer, it could be a, you know, a discussion board. Um, you may recall this sort of connects back to that 
cognitive presence aspect of the community of online inquiry that we talked about earlier. Um, and that, that area, you know, maybe it isn't applicable to everything, but it's just one idea that could work. Doing some of these in tandem can really increase your chances of building that solid community. You know, another way to nurture a collaborative cognitive presence is to build community by ensuring that all learners have access to some sort of collaborative learning activity. This requires students to basically work with each other and can really help reduce those feelings of isolation. It allows learners to experience opportunities to co-construct knowledge with each other, which research shows is really correlated with better learning outcomes overall. Uh, scenarios, maybe puzzle games, um, learners coming together to contribute to a larger project using technology like a voice thread or maybe everybody's writing on a Slido slide or some kind of collaborative slide. Co-blogging could be an idea. Um, if you're doing maybe more of a corporate training or workforce training situation, maybe departments can hold follow-up virtual meetings to online training to have reflective iterative discussions to maybe some pre-generated prompts that are given to department leaders around it. Um, and that, that actually connects back to that uh, COI solid teaching presence um, a little bit. So um, those are some ideas too. Uh, all these together, fantastic. Okay, so the next one that I wanted to talk about is humanize your course through educator presence. Um, sometimes that gets forgotten. It's important for instructors to present themselves as real people or for a course to have a real person connected to it so it isn't just this robot course. Um, and also design a course that involves opportunities for students to do the same thing. Um, this is something that was uh, pointed out in uh, the author of Best Practices for Teaching with Emerging Technologies. Um, you know, if you have a traditional higher ed course, this may include sending out a welcome message, making announcements, answering introductions in a forum, and I meant someone earlier said, you know, one-on-one -on -one Zoom with your learner, that, that could be something that you do. Um, and generally giving timely feedback throughout the course. But even in corporate training sessions or, you know, connecting with education with a real person via like a video message or a follow-up session, like that can be really impactful in making the learners feel that they are part of a community and connected with real human beings behind the education. Okay, so the next one that I wanted to talk about is um, use simple gamification. And specifically, I say simple because I'm, I'm thinking in the form of badges or achievements, um, you know, or a leaderboard, a leaderboard of sorts that can connect learners. So this is going to give learners a sense of community by letting them see what everyone else is doing. It also can help facilitate even in the instructor and the learners knowing how far along each other are or the learners are and where they're at with the program. That gives everybody more information on who to reach out to and when to reach out to them and maybe how to facilitate connections. So if you're just starting a course and you haven't really gotten through a lot but you see that this other person is maybe two things ahead of you and you're curious, maybe you'd reach out to them and ask them a, a question and that badging system can help. So the next one is, um, maybe it seems obvious, but ask for feedback and make sure you let learners know that you are responding to their feedback. This is 
especially important if you're working with courses where maybe there isn't a lot of opportunities for knowledge co-construction or personalization where someone might be feeling really isolated and there aren't a lot of other ways to get them in. Letting learners know that their ideas are heard and are considered in iteration can, can help them a little bit at least feel connected to the learning community. So you might collect feedback at the end with a survey or you know ask them to contribute some ideas of how you could improve that and then report out somehow how you are using that data and what you plan to do with that to let them you know feel heard. So I want to take a second um, to do a quick little activity. So in this activity, I want you to imagine that you're teaching an online class called Designing Great Tacos, and you want to make sure everyone feels comfortable presenting their recipes and are familiar with each other, with a strong community, etc. cetera. Uh, what are some things that you could do in this online class to integrate your class to support community, social presence, collaborative learning, and safety. So basically, everything you've learned today, what, what might you take away from that? Go ahead and hit pause and think about your answer. And there we have it, the first episode taken from a live recording. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, see you next time. If you have any ideas for topics, would like to be a guest, or want to reach out to us, send us an email at edufi at mayo.edu.